I'm Pagona Katsidis, a sophomore at Barnard College and a staff writer and podcaster for the Columbia Undergraduate Law Review. And you're listening to Low of the Land. Today, we are going to be exploring legal personhood and how it applies to migrants, asylum seekers, refugees, and undocumented immigrants. By applying broader political theoretical concepts to the rollback of migrant rights, I will frame this legal analysis in the age-old philosophical binary as a clash between the individual and the state. Before we discuss law relating to immigration and personhood, I want to discuss some concepts of legal personhood at large. The modern concept of legal personhood arose out of the ashes of World War II as a part of a larger, popularized human rights discourse dominating law. One of the new human rights being put forth argues that legal personhood is one of the natural rights bestowed upon all human beings at birth. However, this definition of universal legal personhood and this definition of being able to represent oneself equally before the law remains unfulfilled. Like the pre-World War II era, the state continues to make and unmake persons in law. One example of unmaking legal personhood occurs when a person is in between states, or in other words, when a person is a migrant. Migrants, including asylum seekers, refugees, and undocumented immigrants have precarious legal status. One reason for this tenuous personhood status derives from the nature of immigration itself, of moving in between two sovereign nation states. Currently, For a person to be protected in the eyes of the law, they must have a state to protect them. This idea of needing or depending on a state to make and to define a person's rights and their claims not only disintegrates the idea that any rights are natural, but also grounds that legal personhood is made and therefore taken away by state's laws. By nature of migrant status as existing between two borders, between two states, and between territories, their personhood is particularly weak. Furthermore, the reality that the state makes and unmakes people receives new making power within the legal idea of territorial sovereignty. This idea of territorial sovereignty is very central to the structure of the nation state itself. Because the national community universally agrees that nation states have the ability to police and solidify their borders as an aspect of their sovereignty, law often overlooks any criminalization or state violence that is done upon the people violating this quote-unquote universal principle of national sovereignty. Therefore, because migrants are breaking this universal law, of national sovereignty and power over the borders. Their personhood status is deemed already criminal or even pathological before the law. Court decisions. Hernandez versus Mesa, which was decided in 2017, and Jennings v. Rodriguez, which was decided in 2018. 
Hernandez v. Mesa involved a cross-border murder where a U.S. Border Patrol agent, Mesa, shot and killed a Mexican child playing on the Mexican side of the border. Jennings v. Rodriguez involves the permanent detention of an undocumented and nonviolent migrant. Therefore, these cases involve ideas of territorial sovereignty and tiered personhood. In Hernandez v. Mesa, the state decided to murder an innocent Mexican child. Although the court ruled that the officer was not entitled to qualified immunity for his, the murder he committed, the court does demonstrate the power of the border in making or unmaking personhood or even a life. Mesa, the U.S. Border Patrol agent, represents the state, whereas Hernandez, the murdered Mexican child, occupies a precarious position of personhood in the United States because of his race, national origin, and age. When killing Hernandez, the state specifically used its power to commit violence to remove legal personhood, constitutional rights such as the Fourth and Fifth Amendment, and actual life. Mesa unmade Hernandez as a person and saw him exclusively as someone criminal, able to be shot and killed with immunity simply because Hernandez seemed to be a migrant. Furthermore, Mesa's justification for immunity invokes the idea of territorial sovereignty. In arguing both that Hernandez is not an American citizen and therefore not entitled to the Constitution and that Hernandez in playing with the border fence was challenging the idea of territorial sovereignty of the United States. Mesa centers the power of the border and territorial integrity in shaping litigation and law of migrant personhood. In arguing about Hernandez's citizenship status, Mesa claims that those who are not American are not entitled to natural born rights of the Constitution because they are outside the borders of the American nation state. Mesa implies that the right to kill the Mexican child arose from Hernandez's playing with the fence, arguing that such casual behavior at the border, such challenging of the sacred nature of the border is in itself a punishable crime by death. Although the court rejects Mesa's invocation of territorial sovereignty as a means for him to, quote, get away with murder, the fact that Mesa killed a human life because of the principle of territorial sovereignty and precarious personhood demonstrates how the state and state officials are able to make and unmake persons at their discretion and will. Similarly, Jennings v. Rodriguez involves principles of precarious personhood and territorial sovereignty. In Jennings, the court ruled that the state could hold migrants indefinitely in detention, regardless if they pose a threat to the United States. By legalizing indefinite detention, an action that is illegal for the state to do against United States citizens by the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution, the court justifies the precarious personhood status of migrants. When the state can hold migrants in indefinite detention, they are relegating migrants to a criminal status without a trial or a conviction simply because they are migrants. 
as explained above, law easily criminalizes migrant status because of its association or existence within the idea of criminality, of breaking the sacred law of national sovereignty. This very challenge to national sovereignty allows the state to unmake migrant personhood in and with the sanction of law itself. In conclusion, the state, despite its many declared rights and protections, easily and willfully attempts to depersonalize and criminalize migrants. The ease in legalizing this depersonalization and criminalization of migrants arises from the idea that territorial sovereignty is a sacred principle for political organization and that rights are derived from and therefore made by the state. This idea of territorial sovereignty and the migrants' action in breaking it places the migrant in opposition to the state wherein their personhood is criminalized by their own tenuous migrant status. Therefore, moving forward, when looking at cases that involve the status and lives of migrants, it is important to ask how much of the legal justification for these new laws arrive because migrants are crossing an artificially constructed border of national territory. Is the court punishing a person because of their migrant status, a status that's moving between two territories? Or is the court upholding rules of the border over the personhood of an individual? These questions are a few that seek to reimagine the sacred status of the border and the precarious position of migrants. Thank you so much for listening. This is Pagona Katsidis with Low of the Land.